the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. at home day i guess it is babies and welcome to tonight's andrea k show as we are getting over the hump tonight glad to have you guys here with me i'm still in my underground bunker um because you can if you can tell i still got a i'm still a tad under the weather um but i'm getting over the hump of the cold here and also getting over the hump of this week sharing this time with you guys here on the answer san diego i actually think we might be streaming on facebook right now yes indeedy <laughs> so uh you won't get to see me in my underground bunker but you can see all the comments from the amazing uh ak crew that are joining me tonight. First time to be live with my peeps in about two weeks on the Facebook stream. So go over to the Answer San Diego Facebook stream and join the conversation there. Just the best people. I promise y'all, I'll try to put a face on tomorrow so that you can and maybe clean up the underground bunker here so you can actually see see me <laughs> as well as my co-host because Gator the co-ho is with me and we'll be uh, rounding out the week here. So 888-344-1170 if you want to be a part of the show like I said you can comment with the best people ever on the Facebook live stream you can also call in the show 888-344-1170 that's our live number I want to know if you guys saw did you see the president of the United States did you see the POTUS today in East Palestine and if you're saying to yourself right now yo AK Biden wasn't in East Palestine, Ohio today. Well, that's not the POTUS I'm referring to. I'm referring to the legit POTUS who really should be the occupant of the Oval Office. I'm talking about Donald J. Trump, who was in East Palestine, Ohio today. We're going to talk about that and more on tonight's Andrea K. Show. But before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. And only the very courageous will be able to keep alive the spirit of individualism and dissent which gave birth to this nation. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, I kept looking around for Biden, looking around for Biden. I didn't see any Biden. No, Biden is still, well, I, he, I don't know. I Biden think he's still falling be, up the stairs. Well, I don't know. I mean, I did see, I did see, uh, was, uh, was it a meme or was it real that there was a Chinese balloon carrying him back uh, since he couldn't, since he couldn't make it up the flight of stairs to get no, in the very Air nice Force of One? <laughs> um. So, yeah, no, Joe Biden is probably on his way back from um, Poland. We do know that Buttigieg has finally decided he's going to show up tomorrow. Transportation secretary who admitted yesterday, he said, look, I probably should have said something sooner. Gee, you think? 
Should not the entire Biden administration have been there? No, they denied. Not only did they not go there and provide any support, but they've, they've done what they always do. We talked about this last night. When there is some kind of crisis like this, whether it's the open border, whether it's the BP oil spill, whether it's the spill that happened in uh, the Obama administration, in, and we're talking about just, you know, environmental, you know, crises at this point. Uh, that was in the Obama administration, what happened in um, the Colorado River and beyond. It's just ignore it. And they hope that the media is going to ignore it. Well, thank goodness. And thank God literally for Donald J. Trump. When And, and let me remind y'all, this is not the first time that Donald Trump has showed up to a ravaged community, a community ravaged by a disaster. Uh, this is not a natural disaster. This was a man-made disaster, what's going on in Ohio. But let me remind everybody that it was Donald J. Trump who went down into Louisiana. I don't remember, was it Rita? I don't remember if it was Hurricane Rita at the time. And he and Melania Trump showed up and were on the ground there. And he showed up in East Palestine and not just in East Palestine to show support for them, but he actually brought supplies with them. And he showed up unafraid to be there. And he showed what real leadership is. Uh, we've got one clip that Skins pulled for you guys, and I hope it's, you're going to be able to hear uh, what he had to say it was one of the first comments before he gave public speeches when he was walking around with people on the ground. He was asked, he was asked by somebody on the ground if he had anything to say to Joe Biden. Skins, please play clip two. Thank you, sir. What's your message to Joe Biden? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. The, in case you didn't hear it, she says, what's your message to Joe Biden? And he says, get over here. Get over here. I remember, and it reminds me, and I guess I keep talking about the BP oil spill just because it's my peeps down in Louisiana, but do you remember, I'm flashing back when eelhead James Carville was screaming, man, you got to get down here. Man, we're dying down here. Where are the Democrats? Where's the James Carvels sitting there screaming and saying to Biden this time instead of Barack Obama, man, we're dying here. You got to get here, man. In this case, what was dying down in Louisiana was, was, uh, you know, our ecosystem and our culture. And it wasn't actual deaths. In this case, well, we don't know how many people are going to die from the toxic situation going on here. It's absolutely shocking and abysmal. And of course, he's getting not just getting complete cover by the mainstream media. No, they're talking about him in, in Poland over there like he's the greatest human in history. Right. Like he has single handedly solved the world from Nazism, communism and every every other ism that's ever happened. I do want to play the clip of uh, Trump speaking about um, his supplies that he brought while he was there. Clip five. But we're going to find time uh, to come back if necessary. If they don't come back and give you the treatment that you need, we will be back. Uh, The Biden administration should ensure that every family has the option of moving and homes and everything else until this thing is straightened out. Uh, I do want to. Uh, especially thank some of the incredible people that uh, helped us because we're bringing thousands of bottles of water, Trump water, actually, most of it. Uh, some of it we had to go to a much lesser quality water. <laughs> you want to get those Trump bottles, I think, more than anybody else. But we're bringing a lot of water, thousands of bottles, and we have it in trucks, and we brought some on my plane today. But to that end, I'm pleased to announce that we've helped coordinate the delivery of the water and bottled water as uh, well as the tractor trailers full of it. We have big tractor trailers full of water. I think you're going to have plenty of water for a long time, maybe. And I want to thank. 
Yeah, so there he is providing solutions because this is what he does, right? This is what he does. He jumps in and fixes things. In fact, this is who he is as a person. I remember back when he was running for office in 2016 when the narrative was just pushed from the beginning that he was a racist, even though he had been given the NAACP award by people like Al Sharpton. And I can remember all the stories that were coming out of people over the years talking about how he had offered to give helicopters and pay for search teams for somebody's missing family member and all the ways in which he just jumps in with money and supplies and this and that to rescue people literally and figuratively, right? This is what Trump does. In fact, I want to read an email um, and feel free to email me at andreakshow.com. Again, the number is 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in on this. Um, Does this make you, here's a question for you guys. Uh, Does this remind you of the best of Trump? And as we look at 2024, uh, when when we're analyzing him and we had some criticisms for him last night, does this remind you of the best of Donald Trump? Does this make you feel better about him? And and um, does it restore the good feelings of the goodwill for Trump? Because we're all fatigued right now. And we we realize he's a human being and he's flawed. 888-344-1170. Email from Mo says, watched President Trump in Ohio. As big as his ego is, saying things he shouldn't, I believe he has a good heart. Not one of us are perfect. If you wait around for that perfect person, meaning they meet our criteria, all of it, Certain that will never happen. There's only one person in this world that's perfect. We all know who that is. Hope you're doing better. Gator has to be loving all this time with his mommy. Well, Gator is loving all this time with his mommy. Um, he's not particularly happy right now that he can't be in my lap. Um, but other than that, so skins that that's it. And it got me thinking. Um, this I, I, this is such a reminder of Trump and who he is. And, and and part of that is not just that he's a person that's willing to spend the money and give him his time and really cares about people, but it's also a reminder that that's what MAGA is, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, if, or again, to your listeners' comments, if we're going to wait for that perfect person, you know, I'm sorry, there's not a person on this earth that is that perfect person, that perfect candidate. You know, unless Jesus runs, we ain't, we ain't going to get that. Trump does have a good heart. He always has. And he's a, and he's a problem solver. Um, and to me, this is, this, when it, one of the things that we're, uh, that's at the core of America, which is at the core of MAGA, because MAGA is about a movement, not a man. It's about American greatness. Make America great again was about restoring us to, to all of, all of America's greatness. And that doesn't mean, um, that none of it is there and we got to bring it all back. One of the things that I think is still a central part of our American culture, what makes us great is how we unite together at times of crises. And Trump is, is someone that, and is someone that reminds everybody of that in this, and, and when, he came down the escalators and he talked about the issues that American Americans faced. He did it without labels and he knew that the issues that every American faced, whether they were a Democrat, independent or a Republican. And right now on the ground in East Palestine, Ohio, it doesn't matter to him whether or not somebody voted for him, whether or not they're a Democrat, whether or not, not they're a Republican or an independent. No, he's over there because he cares. That's right. And that's what America is about. And that's what the the MAGA movement and America First movement was about. And that's why he's there. And that's why Joe Biden isn't. He's there helping the people on the ground in this country. His policies, his everything about his agenda was about helping the, the American people on the ground. And the Democrat contrasts that. 
this, this, uh, you know, for all, I'm so sick to my stomach for what's happened to, the, to that community. What, what, what a time though to show a contrast of the left and or the uniparty in this country versus Trump and MAGA. When you've got a congressional House Republicans, are the House Republicans on the ground in East Palestine? No, there's House Republicans over in Ukraine today, given press conferences in Ukraine, not in East Palestine. And I'm sorry, Andrea, but Biden should have been over there before Trump. Of course. In fact, why are they all, why are any of them over in Ukraine? There's not been one time anybody has ever convinced me in any way that our interest involves being in Ukraine. None. Especially if we look at the mistakes that have been made that Trump corrected. He was the first president in how many decades who didn't take us into war? First. Didn't take long before Joe Biden paved the way for Putin to go in. It's like I said on last night's show, he, it was obvious he wanted him to go in because he wanted to be a wartime president because, because of all the benefits that that brings from the military and, uh, industrial complex, a great way to launder money, a great way to usher in the Great Reset. Well, and think all about it this way. Did we have Chinese spy balloons under Trump? No. And why? Because they know what we would have done. It's all the, the contrast couldn't be more clear. And God bless President Trump who bought everybody McDonald's today and just gave of his time and just walked around there not being concerned at all about the air that he was breathing, right? Um, Okay, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to carry on, continue our discussion. Coming up at the bottom half of the hour, Daniel Greenfield's going to be back with us. He's a reporter for the David Horowitz Freedom Center and Front Page Mag. And he's got an interesting story about election uh, lack of integrity to share with you guys. So don't go away. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Just super excited reading some comments here on the Facebook live stream. Say hi to, gotta say hi to Jimmy and Frankie and Anthony, Anthony Fran, Franchetti, I think it's uh, how to pronounce it. Anthony down uh, in the Ninth Ward where I got family outside of New Orleans. They pronounce it Anthony. Um, who else we got? Sandy, Sandra Kinslow, my girl's in there. Edward Strine. So happy to see all of y'all in the Facebook Live tonight. Wondering where my girl Yaz is. You guys reach out, find out where Yaz is. John Longo is in there. Super excited to see all y'all in there. Um... Later on, we're going to be talking about this, uh, you know, I'd kind of forgotten that there was grand jury stuff happening down in Georgia over the election stuff that happened down there. And there's some twit that I don't know. I don't really know that much about grand juries, but evidently um, they're supposed to be secret, right? Well, evidently some twit who's the foreman of this gr- secret grand jury has been doing media all day long. And it's actually in some ways over over the uh, grand jury proceedings over Trump and others having to do with the election situation in Georgia because basically they want to indict Trump anywhere, any, any place that they can. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Don't know if you've heard about that story. We did want to continue with Joe Biden, though. Um, because it's just really, uh, it, it's kind of atrocious what they're continuing to try to do, um, with us using our treasure to try to continue to push us more and more and more, uh, to get us into war. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if that's 
by last night we played a couple clips for you guys scans and i couldn't figure out what he meant it was would be you be could be would be i mean it was i don't know what is he trying to talk to the db brothers i didn't know what that was about today he made some bizarre comments that had to do i don't know maybe skins can can interpret this for me i'm not sure what he meant by this um but it, it you know it's really frightening when you have a commander in chief everybody's laughing today because joe biden tripped going up the stairs well let me tell you also, they were laughing because he couldn't navigate the red carpet. He couldn't stay on the red carpet. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I really don't find it that funny. And, and I'll tell you why, because when, when you listen to this clip and you realize that the commander in chief is trying to talk tough to somebody named Putin who used to run the KGB, KGB and who has his finger on some nukes, you kind of you kind of would hope that you wouldn't have somebody literally this suffering from dementia trying to provoke a Putin. Skins, please play clip one. The irony is that uh, one of the last conversations I had with the uh, our friend in Russia was uh, <clears throat> I said, you keep asking for the Finalization of NATO. You're going to get the NATOization of Finland. Well, it happened. Not only are we as strong as we are stronger. What? Do you know what he means by that? Skins, any idea? Uh, it just seems like a nursery rhyme or something in some sad way. He's just, he's obviously cognit- cognitively, Andre, he's not there. Well, I think that somebody fed him a line, wrote a line for him to try to make him sound like he's cognitively there. And whoever wrote it was some kind of intern from somewhere who doesn't even understand what Finland is or NATO or anything else. You know, trying to come up with some clever little catchphrase and we're supposed to go, oh, yeah, he's so tough. Look how together he is. And and if you watch the video of him saying, <laughs> I just looked up and I saw the video of him tripping and falling. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't laugh. Because I don't typically laugh at anybody tripping and falling. Um, who am I kidding? Yes, I do. Ellen DeGeneres did one of the greatest stand-up comedy kit- skits ever about people tripping and falling. Because, by the way, everybody trips and falls at some point, And we're all embarrassed when we do it, right? So anyway, I'm not going to feel get bad that I got a, got a little chuckle out of that. Um but I, I think it's just, I think what he was trying to say here is that Putin thought we were going to be all tough and be all weak like Finland. And instead, we've turned Finland into NATO kind of thing is what I think he was trying to say. But it was stupid. It makes no sense. And you cannot NATOize Finland, by the way. And the fact that Finland is now a part of NATO doesn't mean that Finland is tough. It means we're now obligated to defend a country that brings nothing to the table for us and doesn't contribute anything to our national security in any way. Just like us being there and spending all this money and fighting this proxy war and wasting a trillion dollars over in Ukraine does nothing to to um, secure anything for the United States of America. It doesn't do a thing for us. It's just a way to manipulate the minds of the uh, of the American people. That's all it is. To distract from the heinous economy, to try to blame. Because mem- remember, let me remind you guys that almost immediately after Joe Biden took office, our economy tanked because of the war on energy that he started. And he had to come up with a boogeyman that he could blame for it. And that became Putin. Who got money basically, and enabled and emboldened 
by Joe Biden's war on our energy sector. So that's what this is all about. And instead, he tries to then insult us after he gets a bunch of B12 shots or whatever was injected in him, because you can always tell when they've pumped him up full of something. And then he goes and gives a phony, angry speech to where he tries to act tough. And this was the way he tried to talk about like he's the leader of the free world. Uh, If I can bear getting through any of it, Skins, please play clip four. Security, treating everyone with dignity and respect. That's our responsibility. The democracies of the world have to deliver it for our people. As we gather tonight, the world, in my view, is at an inflection point. The decisions we make over the next five years or so are going to determine and shape our lives for decades to come. That's true for Americans. That's true for the people of the world. And while decisions are ours to make now, the principles and the stakes are eternal. The choice between chaos and stability, between building and destroying, between hope and fear, between democracy that lifts up the human spirit and the brutal hand of the dictator who crushes it. I can't listen between anymore to that. Le- I, no, I, you know, and you, I, it just occurred to me why it's so annoying to ever hear him speak when he's talking about anything related to freedom and democracy because it's so blatantly insincere. You can't, you can, it's just, how can I raise my voice and sound angry to try to make it sound like I'm passionate? It just falls flat. Absolutely flat. He is destroying our freedoms and has destroyed our freedoms in this country. If you want just one example of how this man has destroyed our freedoms in this country, all you have to do is look at the open border. And nobody hardly ever continue. How, how, many, how many times a week do we continue to talk about the open border? We don't. They've successfully ignored it now successfully ignored it now for over two years and we're bleeding like a sieve and you have no nation without a border. None. We have no freedom in this country if we can't make decisions for ourselves about our bodies. We have no freedom in this country if we can't make decisions about our businesses. We have no freedom in this country if we can't make decisions about whether or not we get injections or about what what we're allowed to say on social media. We have no freedom in this country if we question, if questioning the outcome of an election puts us in a gulag and we're denied bail and thrown in jail. And we still have American prisoners in this country. We still have a broken election system in this country. Our elections are not free and fair. And, and there's multiple ways in which our elections continue to be tampered with and continue to be stolen. Coming up next, we're going to be talking to Daniel Greenfield, excuse me, got to go. I do need a break. I can take care of my voice. Daniel, my throat. Daniel Greenfield, reporter for the David Horowitz Freedom Center, will be here. He's also a writer for Front Page Mag. Do you guys know who somebody named Hansorg Weiss is? I didn't know who he was, but you need to know who he is. And Daniel Greenfield will share that with you when we come back from the break. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Do you know how much we love you here at The Andrea K Show? I mean how much we really love you at The Andrea K Show. We love y'all so much that we are going to be giving away a... Should I tell them what we're going to be giving away? We got a giveaway for you guys to my favorite place on the planet. 
Iron Mountain Outfitters. And we're going to give you this giveaway on tomorrow night's show. So you got to tune in from 6 to 8 p.m. on tomorrow night's show for your chance to win our little giveaway. I'm even going to give you more details on what that is a little bit later on the show. So you got to keep listening. But tomorrow night is your chance to win something to get to go to the best place in San Diego County, Iron Mountain Outfitters. That's all I'm going to tell you all for now, so stay listening. All right, glad to have you guys back with me tonight. Who knows who somebody named Hans-Jorg Weiss is? I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing that name right. Hadn't heard of him before until I read this blog post about him, and I thought, you know what? I'm not sure who this guy is. I wasn't sure who he was and what he had to do with West Virginia and why it matters to the rest of us, but it does. And so I'm glad that... Daniel Greenfield, who's a reporter for the David Horowitz Freedom Center and also a writer for Front Page Mag, has been doing a little investigative uh, research on him, and he joins me now to discuss. Hey there, welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me back. All right, Daniel, Daniel Greenfield. So tell everybody, did I pronounce it right, by the way, Hans-Jorg Weiss? Hans-Jorg Weiss, but Weiss. Uh, however you pronounce it, it's bad news for America. Maybe we'll just call him Dirtbag. Okay, how about we do that? Dirtbag dirt money, uh, money, money, Dirtbag's uh, number two, because from uh, we might as well tell people that from your article, it sure seems like he's only number two behind George Soros in terms of big, dirty money controlling the outcome of our elections in this country. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. George Soros led the way. He opened the door, and there are a whole lot of foreign billionaires who are influencing our political system. Some of them, like Soros, at least got U.S. citizenship uh, under false pretenses. Soros is not legitimately a United States citizen. But uh, Hansel Gwies is a Swiss citizen. As far as anybody, that includes the New York Times, uh, can determine he's a Swiss citizen. Uh, he's not allowed to contribute to political uh, campaigns in the United States. Despite that, he's been caught donating to political campaigns. And more importantly, he has pumped a ton of money into our political system um, on the Soros model. And part of that means that uh, his money has gone to fund political organizations across the country. Um, there are organizations like Floridians for a Fair Shake or South Carolinians for better health outcomes. All these groups that seem like they're local are actually being funded not only from out of the state, but by foreign money. And that is part of what we're discussing. Yeah, um, you know, I was looking through this and it's just, it's, it goes so deep. It's, it's, you know, I, I lost track of, um, money goes into this organization and then it goes to this organization and then it goes to this organization and then this one over here. So it's like, it's like that old game, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? It's like six degrees of Hans Jorg Weiss, right? Because he's, he's, he's way deep in, in, in the chain of the money, but he's there. And this is really important because it's against the law, is it not, uh, for foreign nationals to be contributing to federal elections. Uh, so what has the FEC done about it? Uh, the FEC has done zero about it, which is not surprising because this guy is a major Democrat supporter. Uh, we know that we can't, can't count on the IRS, the FEC, various federal um, arms, especially under the Biden administration. But, and this is very important, not all states have laws on the books about foreign funding. They rely on the FEC, on the federal government to enforce those laws. And a lot of uh, states are now figuring out you can't trust the federal government to do this. You can't trust them to keep a clean house when it comes to Democrat priorities. So they went ahead. They passed laws on these things. 
Uh, West Virginia is one of the states that passed laws banning foreign funding, any foreign money going into elections at all. And this is very important because we have traced the pathway between uh, WESA's funding and West Virginia. And we've turned to the um, attorney general in West Virginia to local officials to actually do what the federal government won't. So people may wonder, why are we talking about West Virginia? Uh, because a lot of states have not actually gone out and passed these laws, and they need to pass these laws, because there is foreign money, whether it's China, whether it's Swiss, coming into our political system. Well, it is hugely important. And one of the, one of the points you make in your blog post about uh, West Virginia, let me see if I can find it, is that, um, you know, uh, uh, and you might, the listener, I was curious, I was glad you addressed it in your blog post, and listeners might be as well, like, why would this guy dump his money in a little state like that? Because that's where their money can have a big impact, yes? Yeah, if you put money into battleground states where it's, you know, normal to throw around $100, $200 million, it's not as effective. You go into a place like West Virginia, and some of these groups that I've tracked, like West Virginia Strong, are putting in millions of dollars. And that's not, you know, in California, that would be nothing. But in West Virginia, that's suddenly huge money that's making a difference. And people are actually sitting up and noticing that. So you are a huge evil billionaire, let's say, and you want to actually get your bank for your buck. Soros began doing this. He walked into races that nobody was paying attention to, like attorney general races, like, um, like very local uh, secretary of state races. And now we're discovering just how big of an impact small races are. And now I think we're Mm going to discover how big of a difference small states can be. No, absolutely. And um, you're right, because, uh, you know, the American people have started going, yeah, we got we got to get local and we got to get active local. And, the, you know, they're, they're I think it's going to I think these we know Soros was focused on D.A. races and um, and they're they're focused on governor's races. But I think they're going to start getting focused even down to city council if, if they're not already school boards. I mean, they know they know the districts. I mean, look how they successfully turned Virginia um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other small areas because uh, Virginia is a small state. I mean, they've been targeting these sm- smaller states for a while, and it's having an impact. And um, and and we just have not had we we just haven't been smart about it a- as a nation, and we haven't been smart about it as Republicans. Um, how how what's the situation with this guy giving money to Republicans? What do you know about there, if any? It's, it's dark money. I haven't really seen signs of him giving to Republicans. Uh, I, I've seen that with other billionaires, and obviously a lot of big tech companies like Google are in teachers' mm-hmm. unions for that. So definitely putting money into Republicans. Uh, it's a huge issue because, unfortunately, as we've seen, so many Republicans are willing to be bought. Well, yeah, they are. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people were shocked to see Kelly and Conway having dinner with George Soros. I think it was with George Soros. No, it was with. Cuomo. Um, I think it might have been Jared and Ivanka or different people, different Republicans, you know, at parties in the Hamptons with George Soros. And it's like, well, that's, you know, this is that's the uniparty crowd. Right. Um, so that, you know, that's that's, you know, the, it's kind of like that FTX situation. Right. We still don't have whatever happened. Remember, nobody's even talking about FTX anymore. The, the billions of dollars that got funneled over to Ukraine and then Zelensky took the money and um, 
bought FTX with it, and then FTX gave made campaign contributions to both Republicans and Democrats. I mean, the Republicans, if you if you go deep in the money trail, you'll see the most of the establishment Republicans. One of the reasons why they don't stop a lot of this stuff is because they're in on the take, right? That's a huge part of the problem that we've got here, and we don't have enough people like yourself doing some old school journalism, some old school reporting and digging and trying to bring to light crimes that are happening in this country with our elections. You know, the, the, all anybody wants to talk about with elections is they say, oh, there's no fraud going or there's no widespread fraud. There's just so many ways, Daniel Greenfield, that our elections are being stolen from us. And this is and, and, and this is one that, you know, both parties kind of seem to be behind. Otherwise, they'd be stopping it. Yes. As you've said, so many of these people, they work for uh, huge companies, huge billionaires. Every time I investigate some corrupt industry, it's always they're pushing money to both sides because that's the way you buy them off. And what they've been able to do, as we kind of started discussing, is that they can zoom in very much on local races. They're using uh, the same techniques that corporations and big businesses have been using. For example, they want to buy up every house on a particular street that their data tells them is going to increase in value. They're using these big data tools that have been developed by Facebook, by other companies to zoom in on school board races, on city council races, on all of these campaigns, and they figure out where they can make the most of a difference. They use these kinds of money ball techniques to um, break it down, and Republicans, conservatives are way behind on the ball on this because they are thinking big. They're thinking globally. Uh, they're thinking nationally, but they're acting locally, which used to be the leftist slogan. They're actually implementing it. Well, um, what what's your level of optimism that the AG in West Virginia is going to do anything about it? Well, uh, I think we've provided some information. Uh, we hope that public officials are going to follow up on it. And West Virginia is not the only state. There are, there are quite a few states where this is happening we're looking at a lot of those states and looking at where are going our state legislators, with, um attorney generals actually going to take action. And, you know, that's the reality. The Biden administration uh, is not going to do anything about its own funders. Uh, for that matter, federal agencies, even under Republican, I suspect they're not going to do anything about this. But uh, we've seen with the Santos and Florida and some other states like Texas, where state officials are actually motivated to take action, they can make a difference. So many states have just kind of in the past thrown up their hands and said, yeah, we're not going to really do anything. It's not our problem. Now there's a new generation of state governors, of state officials that are actually see it is our problem. Well, it certainly is. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, nothing matters if our elections don't matter. That's the, the nothing matters if our elections don't matter. And right now, our elections don't really matter from a variety of different standpoints. And God bless you for right for doing this research and uh, trying to hold people accountable. Tell everybody where they can read your stuff. Daniel Greenfield. Oh, I'm honored to work for David Horowitz at the David Horowitz Freedom Center at frontpagemag.com. There are a lot of talented writers, investigators who are going to continue digging in and taking on guys like uh, Reese, who is the over 500th wealthiest man in the world. We're not afraid of him. We're going to continue fighting. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. You guys stay stay uh, tuned because we come back. We're going to talk about this silly, goofy grand jury four woman out of Georgia. What the huh? What a head scratcher. Um, let's just say we hope that Trump's attorneys are already on the ball with this one. Stay tuned. We're Andrea Kasia on its way. And 
Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Well, welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I always grew up hearing about grand juries. Grand juries are secret. I've never even known anybody who ever served on a grand jury. Um, they're uh, obviously because they're a secret proceeding. People aren't supposed to be talking about what's going on in a grand jury, right? You're not supposed to know who's been impaneled. You're not supposed to know what evidence has been presented. You're not supposed to know who's being investigated and whether or not somebody might be potentially facing charges. But here we are in the United States of America with some little bubble-headed numbskull named Emily Coors going around uh, doing the talk show circuit, giggling and laughing and guffawing. Um, like, uh, like a junior high schooler talking about, you know, whether or not, you know, some boy's going to ask her to the prom or something and talking about these grand jury proceedings and talking about Trump and, and basically hinting that he's going to be indicted. And, and it's absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. Some of the comments, it's so bad. That, that if people on the left are upset about this because it's obvious you don't even have to be an attorney to know that this has completely jeopardized any potential that, you know, it, indictments that could be coming out of it. I don't know Trump's legal team, but I would imagine they were already all over this and filing whatever motion needs to get filed, whatever, at whatever court that would need to be need to be filed at to say that this is unacceptable. That whatever's going on in these grand jury proceedings, it needs to be, it needs to be halted. This is, this cannot in any way be considered legitimate going forward, given the, the uh, complete, um, how it's completely compromised the entire proceedings. But I'm not surprised by this because I've been saying for a really long time that what's been going on is how, um, the left had seized, uh, the power had been shifted to the Justice Department. It was a way for not just it, it, it was a way for them to get policy pushed through through the court system. It's expanded since then. I mean, it starts with trying to, you know, um, have, you know, um, judges, some elected, some appointed, some, you know, forever appointees on the Supreme Court, but basically dictators in black robes being able to legislate from the bench. And now it's gotten to where people are literally, it's been expanded to our Justice Department and our court system being literally used to persecute and prosecute. People and the person using our courts and Department of Justice to persecute and prosecute people. Initially, we first started seeing that beginning with the FBI and the DOJ, right, in terms of the Trump Russian collusion hoax. Then it expanded into Jan 6. We also saw it play out in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, right, to where he was he was the poster kid. They were going to use him and wrongfully prosecute him, knowing he acted in self defense, but to scapegoat him in the Second Amendment. And now we see the grand jury proceedings being completely bastardized in order to persecute and prosecute people. And what is that? What is the com- What is the common thread between that and Jan six? Because this has to do with election integrity. This has to do with anybody who dares to question the outcome of an election. It's all about using our court system now to further the left's agenda as a battery ram. And it's tyranny. And that's bad enough. 
But at least we thought that when the FBI or the head of the FBI and these special agents and the DOJ and attorney generals and local attorneys general and U.S. attorneys like Letitia James, who campaigned in the Southern District of New York, she campaigned saying my my whole purpose for running and my goal in, in, in that state role will be to prosecute and to take down Donald Trump. That should have put a chill up and down the spine of every American because that is absolutely not what the role is of our Justice Department. That tramples it on its head. We're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And now it's you're guilty until proven innocent because of who you are and because of what you believe. And that's on display with this knucklehead. That's what's on display here. And the only way, and so now it's gone from, see how it spreads? Because nothing was done to stop the, per, the, the use of our Justice Department to persecute and prosecute. And now it's spread from it being, you know, something in D.C. and at the levels of D.C. against a Trump. And now we're seeing it spread across the country. Because tyranny spreads. It's what happens, right? That's what happens. And what, what we need, and one of the ways it spreads, and we were just talking to Daniel Greenfield um, about about this spreading, one of the ways it made it possible for this is by the dark money, the George Soros's, and this guy Hans Borg Wies, or whatever his name is, you know, in um, getting DAs elected, right? DAs who, like in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, remember that couple? that were had the the crowd break into their neighborhood and break onto their property and the couple decided to go out on the on the front lawn with their legally owned guns and stand there to defend themselves and who got arrested they did doing nothing but standing to protect their property because the DA was a communist that got elected thanks to George Soros money so we've got a justice system now that's been turned on its head. And what are we going to do about it? Well, we got we got to start getting active. We've got to start we've got to start supporting people. We've got to start paying more attention to local races, which is what we were just talking to Daniel Greenfield about. We've got and that includes DA races. Half the time people go vote, they don't know who's running for DA. They don't even pay attention to it. Most of the time if people vote, they vote for president, uh, maybe vote for Congress. And they don't even pay attention. In California, one of the problems that we have is that we've, we don't put part, party affiliation for judges or people running for judge. And that's a problem. We need to know, we need to know, um, who these people are. And I don't know why the Republican Party, I don't remember why they decided to go along with it. I think it was bought into some false notion that it would, that, that justice is supposed to be blind and nonpartisan. Well, that's ridiculous. It didn't get any more partisan than uh, the law. Right? Not at all. Okay, so we got another hour of the AK show coming up. Our man Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, is going to be here. Wait till y'all hear Joe Biden's plan on how he's going to save the economy. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Don't you go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.